She wrote. Don't read what my I'm mom reading wrote. what your mom wrote. Wait, is this recording? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you asked that every episode. No, I, I didn't know if it was on yet. It's on. You can talk. Okay. Oh, okay. I guess you can cut that out at the beginning. Yeah. Will that be easy? It takes two seconds. Okay, good. I thought you were going to start <laughs> us this time. I'm just sitting here waiting on you. I don't have a... <clears throat> I don't have a good radio announcer voice. Just use your radio announcer voice. Like this one, watch. <laughs> no, I don't like it. Hello, and welcome to episode four of The Wild Things. <laughs> it sounds like you're whispering in my ear as you rape me. <laughs> that is what I whisper in your ears, I rape you. Thanks for coming, this has been a good episode. <laughs> Go live. <laughs> You hear that? I farted. I don't know if it picks it up. Cut this out. Take two. You can do it this time. What are you doing with the mic? I'm getting tick like crazy. I'm adjusting the legs. They don't really adjust. They hold it up or they don't. Oh, I thought you can make it taller. That's the expensive one. Oh. That's that black one you want. No, that one's the same. It's just a different color. I think it adjusts too, though. Well, it's the same price as the white one. Well, then you're looking at the cheaper version, then, I guess. All right, let's start this podcast. Come on. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's the wild things again. We came back for a fourth episode, even though you didn't want us to. And I'm by myself, I guess. <laughs> You're not by yourself. <laughs> I'm here again. Me too. Paul Miller. Yet again, with one microphone, because Zach didn't buy another like he said he would. I forgot. <laughs> I <guess> Shocked. <laughs> I mean, I had a lot going on. Like what? Uh, Well, work's been... Why are you, like, caressing your lips as you, you're creeping me out? I've got to do something with my finger. <laughs> Just <laughs> where do you want me to put it? I've been so busy. <laughs> Bend over and I'll show you. Ew. <laughs> That's the end of the show, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> this okay. was a good one. Episode four. What thrilling adventures and misadventures do you expect today? I've got a real like gruesome and interesting thing to tell you about today, and I haven't told you about it at all, so it's a complete surprise. Well, we can either get into it, or we can bullshit some more. Either one you want to do. It's all good with me, because my killer might take a moment. Not that long. Who knows? Okay, that's fine. I'm going to have a lot of questions. Not to, really. To test your knowledge. Don't test my knowledge. <laughs> okay, Just be so all like, oh my god. No, oh, I'm texting people. Oh no, they killed somebody. Okay, well, I made some notes this week again to um help me make more sense. <laughs> I sound like a brain trauma victim. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so <clears throat> my first question to you in regards to what I'm about to discuss is what's. <laughs> Refer to your notes. I can't read my, my note. He made okay, notes. what's your final burial wish? Like, when you die, what do you want to happen with your body afterwards? Like, anything or reality happen? Real life. I mean, I don't, don't, you're not going to be launched into space. Oh, so apparently I've already told you what I want done. Oh, I was just guessing, but <laughs> you ain't getting on no shuttle. Unless oh, it's a hotel shuttle to I wanted to be dressed like Batman center. or Superman and my dead body launched into the sun. They can just cut it loose as a rocket goes in the air and just get the trajectory right. So I'm just flailing through space. I don't know if space works like that. <laughs> yeah, Wouldn't you hit something before you got there? 
Not if the math is done first. Oh, this is a pretty elaborate death okay. scene. This is the real one. Okay, though, real life. Because that's going to cost a lot of money, and I don't have that kind of cash. That's a lot of math. Oh, hold on. This thing's popping because I'm touching the cord. Get off that cord. Anyway, what I really would like done that wouldn't cost as much is for me to be cremated, then my ashes mixed into a vinyl record of... Who that is? My baby's mama, or else that song, my dingaling. I'm not even kidding. This is real. So that way, if anybody starts to miss me, they can put on this record of my dingaling or who that is, my baby daddy, and they'll just be like, "He was so retarded," and then they won't miss me anymore. How obsolete do you think vinyl record technology will be when you're when you're dead? Don't give me sass. You know what song I want you to be on? What song? White Town, I Can Never Be Your Woman. That can be the B-side. <laughs> I want My ding ling and White Town, I Can Never Be Your Woman. Is it White Town or White Flag? I think it's, no. No, that's Dido. White Town, that's it. I actually looked that song up the other day. I have it on a 90s spotify playlist somewhere <laughs> maybe that's what popped in my head because you played it when i was over here or something probably i have it with um teenage dirtbag <laughs> whatever list that's on so what do you want done with your body taxidermy um well i want to be put in like i want to be cremated um and put into like a pretty urn and just like sat somewhere so i can be brought out for parties and stuff um, my Aunt Ruby, do you remember her? Did you ever meet her? No. The one in Augusta. When she died, she wanted to be put on the mantle so that she could watch everything that was going on in her house. <laughs> As if that's not creepy. I don't think they did that. I, I think my cousin Laurie has her ashes somewhere, but, um, <clears throat> that's weird. Anyway, I, I guess my point is like a lot of people don't want to be put in the ground because, I know, like, irrationally, they say claustrophobia is awful, and it is, but, you know, also that part of your brain doesn't work when you're dead. Also, what if you're not dead? Well, you know, if you... I don't know. That used to be a real problem. <laughs> they put little wires with bells, so if you are down there and you woke up, you'd pull it, and well, they'd be like, oh, no, you know what? Up. So did polio, but it's 2016. People could still be alive. We just stopped putting bells down there, because we're like, we're not digging your ass up. The but the death process is so drawn out. Like you, there's no way you could bury somebody alive now by accident. Not everyone's drawn out. And I mean, they, not in America anyway. I guess, but maybe in. I guarantee you, there's somebody buried alive here somewhere on accident. Yeah, this is America, home of the. Eh, he's dead enough. I, but do you have to go through such a rigmarole? <laughs> is that a word? No. There is such a process to get declared dead. I just... Do you, do you think right now, at this moment, somewhere in this country, somebody has been accidentally buried alive? Obviously. Mm. I can't rule it out that somewhere, somebody is buried alive. I mean, in, in this country. Right now, yeah. I'll say somebody. Somewhere. I think on purpose, maybe. I mean, for due hills. to mafia ties yeah. and stuff, but I don't know about on per on accident. Like negligent medical doctors could not diagnose death, so they had. Wait, you have to be embalmed. Like you would die for sure if you weren't. Well, it's like that dude that was dead. charging people to bury him over in Georgia, and then he's just throwing their dead bodies in a ditch behind his mortuary. But he wasn't burying them. Yeah, but there's so they could people. just get up and leave. What if it's just a shitty mortician and he's just like, eh, I'm not embalming. Fuck it. They won't know. But he would be dead already when he got there. No, they The person just, in question. They thought he was dead. They sent him to the mortuary to be embalmed. The mortician was like, fuck it, I'm drunk, I'm going home. And then the guy wasn't dead. They put him in the casket because they think he's dead. And then he wakes up because he's not dead. <laughs> this is Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> or something like that. And then they make out in the <clears throat> casket. Um, that's a real good story, but I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, going on, like, my point is, people are kind of think it's kind of icky to like be put in the ground and like disintegrate and stuff. And uh, so, I don't know. A lot of people like the idea of a mausoleum if you don't want to be burned up in a fire. What about mummified? <clears throat> I, I mean, that's what embalming is, kind of, right? Not at all. It's, I mean, it's like preservation of your body. Yeah, but embalming just is taking out all the bodily fluids and replacing it with something to keep you from spoiling as fast. Mummifying is making it so you will last basically for as long as possible. Uh, this isn't... <laughs> I'm not talking about mummies or anything. I'm just getting there. <laughs> I'm, I have something much more gruesome to bring up. This is just a, an intro. But, um... Okay, so... Whatever. The, people have been, like, being whatever. put in mausoleums or... Mausolea is the plural... Mausolea. I think we just learned some guys from Professor Aaron. But I think mausoleums with an S is also acceptable. But anyway, um, people have been put in these kind of things since, I don't know, as long as people could build stuff. I need a specific date. Well, I don't How have long? that. How it's long? not in my notes. How long? Just throw out a number. 1932? Probably like 1995. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, that's where Michael Jackson's buried. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, I don't know... I, I don't think mausoleums are really, like, that in fashion anymore, the way that they used to be. I think in certain places where cemeteries are overcrowded, they have those things that are, like... Where they build them up. You know what I'm talking about? Like, where Marilyn Mon Monroe is married. Buried. <laughs> <laughs> married who did she marry i want to hear more you know what i'm talking about they're like well they just stack the dead bodies on top of each other well but they're in their own individual tombs but yeah they're stacked up i guess you know it's just like a wall and there's just a plaque on the front yeah sure yeah yeah but i mean there it's not like all 100 of these people are related in this like family mausoleum it's just like a public cemetery and you buy one individual space for yourself you know what i mean yes i okay. believe i do <clears throat> so like a, a wall and there's dead bodies in it yeah i mean i think like some really crowded cemeteries probably in larger cities have stuff like that but for the most part like the mausoleum like those crypts those really like fancy ones that you see in old cemeteries i don't think people really do that anymore but um let me look at my notes. I lost lost track of where I'm going with this. You don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> but I had to pause. We'll just keep talking while you look. <clears throat> okay, I don't like this critique of what I'm doing. <laughs> I thought this was a safe space. Ain't no safeness here. You got a goddamn Christmas tree up this November 3rd. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. So if you want to know where Zach lives, look for the house with a damn Christmas tree up on November 3rd. It's the holiday season. <laughs> and it's a holiday tree, so. It's got Christmas lights on it. It has lights on it. There's no difference between Christmas lights or any other lights. Sure, what the hell is that? Did you just hear that creepy, like, creak? Like, I think it was somebody's brakes outside. Oh. And they squeaked. thought it was your ghost. We're going to get murdered. Well, so... Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Murder <laughs> podcasters were killed. Back to this podcast we're doing <laughs> right now. Man climbed down the chimney. Okay, so, anyway. Nowadays, apparently, and I have not had the pleasure of having anyone buried... And making the decisions for their final ever after. But apparently funeral homes really try to upsell you on like certain like fancy coffin features. Heated hand warmers, 
iPod jacks, back massages, one dead whore to go with your dead whore of a father. No, I think it's just like a sealant, mostly, <laughs> that's designed to prevent decay. But there are actually like, there's one I saw that was designed to play your iPod list for like 10 years. That was a real casket. I mean, I guess I'd say that's crazy, but the Egyptians put like live animals and maybe people in tombs with dead bodies. So, I I mean, maybe it's not that crazy, but my iTunes playlist sucks. You know, like your family would get to pick it. So it'd be like songs you probably didn't even like. Jars of clay. (laughs) If it were my family, it'd be all like, Amazing Grace. And they'd be all like, that was his favorite song because he was a good Christian man. He loved Jesus. I guess that's fair. I mean, really, any kind of burial thing is more for the living than the dead. So, I, you know, if they want to pay for that, I guess that's fine. It's not like you're going to listen to it due to death. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so morticians or funeral directors i don't know what they're called um really apparently try to upsell people on these like fancy sealants and so forth that'll preserve your loved one forever and they won't ever decay but um i think sometimes what happens and this is really the topic that i've delayed saying for so long (laughs) because it's so grotesque is um i think it can cause (laughs) <laughs> Why did you do it? Why did you just like weirdly pause? Dramatic pause. It was a dramatic pause. Not really. I was trying to look dramatically because I totally blanked on the name of what I'm trying to say. Um. <laughs> oh, come on, baby, spit it out. He's trying to talk about dead people dildos. Get you a big old dead guy sloppy slong. Are you going to tell us about that lady that got pregnant from the dead body? No. Oh, okay. Why? Because she was a mortician and she got pregnant from fucking a dead body. How? Well, apparently there's a little bit of semen left in the sack. And if you go hard enough on it, sometimes that can come out. And she was ovulating and it made a baby. If I, the article was not a fake article, I don't know. But this was the sperm dead. I mean, it wasn't. If that's true, but why wasn't it? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <clears throat> she claimed that they were lovers before he died, but his whole family's like, we've never seen, heard, or known of this woman before. And well, if they were private lovers, they probably wouldn't have a reason to. Yeah, except he was like 60-something, and she was like 20-something. And they lived in different states. He was on a trip. I don't know. The article is very convincing that she fucked a dead dude and got Uh, pregnant. Okay, well, anyway. So, what I'm trying to tell y'all about is exploding casket syndrome. (laughs) That sounds exciting. It's really not, but it's... I mean, when I hear that, it, like, gets me real tickled because I just have this vision of, like, this old-timey casket that just explodes and pieces of it just go everywhere. What does it... What does it make you think of? Well, I'm wanting to hear more about it. All I'm just wanting to see is, like, I'm picturing somebody like, Oh, barely, barely at the grave, and then it just, like, boom, and all this casket blows up on the ground. Well, from what I have read about this um, this evening, (laughs) actually, I've read about it before, but so I guess if you're underground and this happens, it's not maybe noticeable, but if you're above ground in a crypt, well, okay, let me back up. So as your body decomposes, it releases a lot of gas. So if you're sealed inside of something without some kind of pressure valve to release that, um, as the oxygen is depleted because the bacteria consuming your rotting body, 
use it, then eventually like there's just no more, like the pressure builds up so much that it just explodes. <laughs> and so I don't think it's like an actual, you know, Hiroshima kind of explosion, like a mushroom cloud thing. But apparently whatever sealants have been put inside the casket break and then it just like leak goo and like liquid person just like runs out the bottom of the of the mausoleum so like the worst pinata ever or the best maybe uh, no not this <laughs> it's no. what you're trying to get out of it <laughs> but um so i think it's you know like those old timey things are built not like poorly but they're just not sealed the same way that something would be sealed today so like i don't think it happens so much in those i think it's those like current modern mausoleums that you see like the ones that i was trying to describe earlier and i don't think you know what i'm talking about still no i know what you're talking about oh i've seen movies they bust them open and they dig out the body sometimes it's horror movies i've seen stuff well anyway so if you ever go into one of those where there's like a long hallway and there's just like walls of you know burial plates dead bodies yeah, and you see like a puddle of goo on the floor. It may have been because of exploding casket syndrome. I think we should call this episode "Puddle of Goo." Puddle of goo. <laughs> Watch out for the puddle of goo. Can you imagine the janitor that has to stand there and tell people like, "Look out for the puddle of goo! Don't step there. That's Morty. He I was mean, a nice man." Could you imagine having paid so much for a fancy burial and going to visit your loved one and they're in a in a puddle on the floor. <laughs> well, there's no fancy burial. You're dead. It's for your loved ones anyway. Like I the, mean, fancy in the sense that somebody may have paid significant amounts of money for it. Oh, they would have. They and would pay then, then there you are just leaking out a crack. <laughs> <laughs> Same way you went out leaking in a crack. <laughs> now that's how you come into this world. <laughs> Right? Confession. Hold on. Let's call your mom real quick and ask her, did Zach come into this world through a leak and a crack? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they called it a cum crack. Oh, what? <laughs> this episode's explicit. <laughs> what, did you say a cum crack? I thought that's what... It's like a slang term for a vagina. I've never heard it called a cum crack, but if it's not, it should be the new slang. Coming at you live, the cum crack. This is where it launched. Okay, I'm ready to drink my beers. Now you know all about <laughs> exploding casket syndrome. And if you ever see um, a standing puddle of oozing shit out of mausoleum, then just don't touch it. All right, don't don't Thank look you. at either. Could you slip and slide in it? You think it would be slippery? I think you could mainline it. Hey, why would you mainline it? <laughs> to get right. the powers of the dead. The powers of the dead summon unto me as I mainline your gooey witness. Form of illness. Okay, <laughs> let's. For the record, I'm just staring into space. <laughs> Let's move on to the murders. I don't think Zach ever introduced who we were this time. This is Paul. I'm going to be doing our murders for this evening on The Wild Things. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And that's Zach, who just told you about exploding casket syndrome. Oh, my. Ooze puddles. All right. My turn. Have you ever heard of the... Oh, gosh. I told you I'd be able to pronounce it this time. I lied. Is it Japanese? No, it's Australian. Oh. We're in Australia, mate. That's the best Australian accent you're going to get out of me tonight. It's called oh, the... Oh, you're not from there? Turo. Turo? Roro? Murders? Okay. okay. This is two killers, sort of, maybe. I don't know. Christopher Worrell and James Miller. I found him from the Miller. Cause it's like, ooh, maybe it's a relative. 
probably not. Anyway, uh, but the reason I say maybe two killers is by the time they caught this these guys, one of them was dead. And Where'd so they he, catch the dead one. Um, they didn't catch the dead one. Oh. He phrased it as if they caught him and he was dead. No, the other one that was alive still was one they caught. And that guy, his name was James Miller. Okay. But the thing is, is he was like, I didn't kill anybody. But now, I guess I'll get into the description. All right, these two guys, they met each other in prison. Uh, it's, it's all took place, let's see, They their murders all occurred between 1978 and 1979. Good old 70s. I just, when you said they met in prison, I just thought of um, that song, Third Rate Romance, First Rate Rendezvous, is that the words? That's a might, country song. Yeah, that, that's a song. For some reason, I was thinking Lady Gaga when you said Wait, that. Wait, no, it's the opposite. It's First, first Rate Romance. Dirt. I don't know. <laughs> Google it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Please. <laughs> Alright. Well, anyway. <laughs> you totally made me forget what was going on. Alright, these guys met in prison. Uh, Miller, his, his, his basic characteristics as far as who he was, he was a 40-year-old laborer who was basically described as a drifter and homosexual partner to Worrell. Now, Worrell was only 23, and that's the one that everybody decided was a sociopathic killer. Um, and what happened, they, they met in prison, and it was just, they clicked. They clicked hardcore. And then uh, Miller was only in there for breaking and entering. Worrell was in there for rape. So that's probably why he actually was the killer. That's probably why they clicked. <laughs> probably. But... When they got out and everything, they formed what was best described as the usual partner killer, where uh, Worrell was the dominant and Miller was the submissive, and then they just went on a good old raping and killing spree. It, the whole thing's sort of weird how they got started at it, but apparently when they first got out, Miller would just fuck Worrell while he looked at porn and BDSM magazines, you know, and all that, that type of stuff. But eventually he's like, I need a good cum crack. Your asshole ain't working. Yeah, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's, this is too much romance for me. Yeah, that's, yeah. When world struck out in his own. Wait, and, what? <clears throat> so why were they in jail the first time? Well, you know? I told you that already. You weren't listening, apparently. Worrell, the oh. 23-year-old, he was in there for rape. Oh. And the other guy was in there for robbery. Miller. Okay, but so they never killed anybody or done anything crazy. Well, it's no, I mean, well, at that point. But, it, you know, it's like most of those couple killers. Once they get together, <laughs> things escalate. Clyde. Yeah, basically, it was Stars Bonnie collide. and Earth, Clyde and Davey. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Miller, let's see. Let's just get to their first kill, and I'll go back to what happened. Their first kill... That I'm gonna cut this. I'm starting over. Okay, what would happen is once uh, Miller was caught, he sort of divulged how they did things, and they would cruise around every single night for Worrell to find basically anybody to fuck. <coughs> and he was young and attractive, and so it wasn't really too difficult for him to pick up a woman at the very least. Wait, do you have a picture? Can you make me scroll all the way up here? I could look. I think that's yeah, that's him. Uh, he doesn't look disgusting. No. So I don't see weird scars. He looks like Marky Mark, sort of. Maybe. Like Marky Mark in fear. Yeah, it's actually pretty close. Where he maybe is, it is Ma- where Marky he Mark. is raping and killing people. <laughs> but uh, eventually, these car rides and picking up women. What they do? They pick him up. They'd go somewhere sort of secluded. And then Miller supposedly would just take off, walk, and go for a walk, and Worrell would fuck him. They'd, he'd come back later, and they'd go. Well, sometimes the women didn't want to fuck, which, God forbid, that ever happened. Wait, know? I thought he was into dudes. Miller's into dudes. Worrell was into 
anything. Well, anyone. <laughs> apparently, he liked women better, but when there weren't any around, he'd fuck Miller. Because uh, Miller would probably. I'm guessing he was like, "Come on, dang, that got a healthy relationship." It was rock solid. <laughs> and then the raping started yet again. And then to keep from going back to jail, basically, Worrell started murdering women so he wouldn't go back to jail. Oh, so they couldn't identify him or anything? Yeah. But there were a few people, a few ladies, that he didn't kill there, right? Supposedly. According to Miller, they didn't kill everyone that he raped. Like, some of them, he'd let them go. It was like sort of like mood swings. He'd be, he'd strangle them, was his or MO. Hmm. And maybe he just got carried away. I doubt it. But you just loved too hard. You can get carried away once, I guess, but as many times this guy does it. Uh, he was just so passionate. <laughs> well, the, the first victim of their ride of terror was Veronica Knight, 1976 in December. She had just uh, become separated from her friend while shopping and decided to take a ride home from the two gentlemen. Just tell me how. Don't talk about the dead that way. Just don't get in the car with two strangers ever. And if you do, have a gun and go ahead and just shoot them because they're going to rape and kill you probably. But anyway, uh, according to Miller, who's the guy that got caught, and he's the one that I, I don't fully believe his story. I'm like, you're long for all these murders, and you just, like, I had nothing to do with any of it. I just kept going along. But he claims that they were going for a drive, some foothills, and then Worrell parked the car, and yet again, Miller, like I said earlier, he went for one of his walks that is, it runs throughout the entire narrative that anytime somebody dies, Miller's on a goddamn walk. This guy walked every fucking way, apparently, whenever someone, if you see him walking, somebody just died. He had to get his steps in. <laughs> he had a Fitbit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when he came back to the car this time, though, he did find Veronica dead. And he says, according to him, he got really angry, confronted Worrell, who then pulled a knife on him and threatened him. And so he was afraid, and Worrell got in a black mood, as he called it, and wouldn't talk. And so Miller was like, I'll help you dump the body. And that's where they took the body to this Tororo, um no, I'm mispronouncing it. It's T-R-U-R-O. Turo? 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 Maybe? Turo. And that was the first body they dumped there. Uh, the next murder, which happened about, well, I was going to say a month, but literally like a little over a week later, was Tanya Kinney. She was 15. This was January of 1977. How'd they get her? Well, she had just arrived in the city after hitchhiking from Victor Harbor. They drove to Miller's sister's home, and Miller sat in the car while Worrell and Tanya went inside. Worrell later returned and asked for help. Allegedly, an argument occurred, and Worrell threatened to kill Miller if he did not help. And... It doesn't say here exactly, but I guess he's, they got in an argument. He strangled her. Probably he raped her, and that was the argument. He strangled her. Then he got Miller to help him bury the body, this time in Wingfield. Oh, it's weird that they argued about that. Um, it's strange she would have been upset that he raped her. A slight misinterpretation of the mood. <laughs> Sorry, I needed some beer to get through the rest of these. <laughs> uh, are they gruesome? Uh, it's all basically the same thing. It's just different locations. His next one was Juliet Makita. Was anybody... I mean, it was the 70s, I guess, so I don't know that people even investigated anything. But Well, I'm sure these were investigated, actually. And But what's aggravating is that most of these were young girls. This one, Juliet was 16. Uh... Uh, that's I think they took advantage of like these girls being sort of naive and hitchhiking around and stuff. Cause well, yeah, they definitely did. They they picked Juliet up at a bus stop, and Worrell was like, "You need a ride home," and she was like, "She sure. said no. I just got off a bus. <laughs> I'm at home." 
They got her in. Then they what? drove her to Port Wakefield. Uh, according to Miller, this time he sat in the car and Worrell tied her up. But said Miller was like, that's really not that abnormal for Worrell because that was sort of his kink. So he didn't think he was going to oh, yeah. kill her this time. BDSM. So he was actually there for this one. Uh, but when they started the tying up, he decided to go for yet another walk. And heard a disturbance this time. That's when he turned around and saw Julie was out of the car and falling on the ground. And instead of helping or stopping, Worrell turned her over and began to strangle her. Wait, where was... So he was on a walk. Oh, he was going to go for a walk. So I guess he got a little bit away, heard something, turned around, saw her fall out of the car. That Worrell dude spins around, starts choking her. Because she was tied up. I guess she would sort of wiggled free a little bit. Uh, yeah, they'll do that. And according to Miller, he did try to pull Worrell off this time, but he was just not strong enough for the virile 23-year-old and that, yet again, Worrell threatened to kill him. Uh, Juliet's remains were one of those they found in the Truro location. Wait, so they were all... Well, I thought they were dumped in different places. There were, I want to say, four or five found at Truro. Then the other ones were scattered around in different places. Uh, the The next one was Sylvia Pittman. She was yet again 16. This is February, so about, I want to say, uh, almost two weeks later. They picked her up as she waited for a train. And yet again, they drove her to the Wingfield area. Miller went for one of his magical walks and then helped dispose of the body yet again. This is another Truro body. What the hell's beeping? Is it a bomb? <laughs> okay. And then this next one was one day later. Just a single day. This was Vicki Howell. She was 26. Sticky Vicky. Sticky. Well, we're not going to call a murder victim Sticky. We'll save that for other Vickies. Okay. And Oral rang Miller to pick him up after uh, over at the post office. When he got there, Vicky was with Oral when he picked him up. Uh, she just so happened to have recently separated from her husband, so she was probably sort of interested in Oral. Who knows? They she willingly went to Nuriopta, which is a location. I don't feel like googling to find out what it is. They stopped the car, Miller went for another walk, came back, and found nothing unusual. He then took a longer walk. When he returned this time, Vicky was finally dead, and Worrell was just flying off the damn handle. And that's when Miller claims that he got mad, cursed at him, and abused Worrell, expecting to be killed himself, but Worrell said nothing. And... Vicky's body was then taken yet again to Truro. Now the next one was Connie Lordandes. Or they called her Connie Jordan also. I don't really know why. And she died... That was her married name. Maybe it was. I don't know. How old was she? 16, so (laughs) probably not. He liked these 16 and 14 year olds. But... That took place in 1977, it's the 9th of February, so he waited two days for this one. Two whole days. Uh, yet again... What is the time frame of all of this? It's like a year or two. Oh, uh, I mean, it, it sounds like... 77, 78. It's, I mean, it sounds like only two months has gone by. It's been very quick. It started in December, it's February... Now, what are they, how do they have the money to just like ride around and pick up ladies and kill them? Well, it's the 70s. I mean, I guess that's free, but I mean, they need gas for their car, right? It's the 70s. They had jobs. What did they do? Labor? Uh, That one was a labor, and I don't know exactly what, I I assume he's probably a laborer too or something. I I just like feel like I don't have enough time in the day to like cook (laughs) dinner. I don't. I can't imagine trying to like schedule in like killing a lady and driving her to the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Apparently, these if you have the desire, you find the time. 
They say you find time for the things you love. I don't know. Mm, that makes sense. Anyway, where was I? Connie Jordan. All right, 16. Yet again, they picked her up, offered her a ride. The main difference in this story is that she became frightened before she was murdered because they started driving the wrong way. Good. Uh, Miller then stopped yet again in Wingfield, and Whirl forced the screaming girl in the back seat while Miller did absolutely nothing. He never did anything, apparently. Uh, then he went for a walk real quick. After returning, they drove to Turo. So that's... She was dead. Do you think that, like... <clears throat> as, like, a kind of a jilted lover type scenario, he just couldn't bear to, like... I don't. Not that he promoted killing these ladies, or that he... You mm, want to know what I honestly think? Well, I'm trying to say, like, do you think after the fact he was involved the whole time and just made this up? Yeah. Or do you think he just walked away because he didn't really care to be a part of it so much as he just didn't want to see his, like, baby, like, entangled with a lady? I don't think he actually really went on these walks. I think he helped. That's my personal opinion. I don't have no proof. But I would guess probably the main reason he stuck around for so many is it turned him on the killing... And then I would wager anything that the two of them would fuck each other as soon as he was done fucking with the other girl he'd killed. And that was probably their new kink, if I had to guess. Hmm. And I'm a guessing man. Their next victim, Deborah Lamb. She was 20, the 12th of February of 77. So that was three days. So they're spacing it out a little more. Uh, God, this is a busy week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they picked her up hitchhiking. They drove to Port Galler, wherever that is. Miller went yet again for a walk. We returned to the car. Deborah was absent. And Worrell was pushing sand into a hole with his foot. Deborah was found buried at this, this exact spot. So, See, I kind of feel like it's the opposite. I feel like maybe the first time he really did go for a walk. But then every time after that, he knew what was going to happen and he just like didn't want to be there for that part of it because he was the one that was in jail for robbery, not for rape. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he just like loved too much and he just well, it's it's like that. Uh, he just had to like that Canadian couple. I can't remember their names. The one that raped and murdered the girl's sister and she's out. The girl is out of jail now and she actively helped like. See, I don't. I would guess that he didn't help in it, except with like disposing of bodies at the end. I don't know. I mean, if, I'm not like saying he. If I had to guess, he was at the very least just sat there, what happened, <clears throat> not moving or something. I think he's like one of those people. Have you ever heard about people like being swingers? Yeah, or like having an open relationship where there's two people and they bring in a third or something on occasion. I bet he, you know, in those kind of relationships, I feel like there's always one person who's really into it. And then one person who like... Just goes along. Who goes along because they don't want to lose that relationship. I feel like he's that person. Like, he had to go along with it. And so he did it to preserve their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm saying that out loud, it sounds really crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's probably the most accurate, like, what it truly was going on. Um, Now... This last lady isn't one that actually killed. She actually died with Worrell. Um, her name was Deborah Skews. And that was the 19th of February in 1977. So that was about a week after the last murder. And honestly, from the statements, I think that maybe she was going to get murdered. But that they didn't want to. Because she turned out to be... She was a ex-girlfriend of a friend of both of theirs and after her breakup uh the three of them went up to mount gambier for the weekend wherever that is and then Worrell got in one of his black moods and decided to return and on the drive home the car blew a tire and flipped and it threw all three onto the road and the only one that survived was miller and miller broke his shoulder Deborah died, Worrell died, and th this broke James Miller. It broke him. Because he would go visit uh, 
Deborah's and Worrell's graves at the cemetery. He became racked with depression. Were they in mausoleums? It just says graveyard, so I don't think so. I'm just wondering if they had exploding casket syndrome. <laughs> I don't know. But it says, like, he became so depressed he became homeless. He he was just lost. Without... Did he go to jail? Yeah, eventually. Oh. Because eventually, a year to the day of the death, there was a memoriam, and he wrote a poem put in there. <laughs> And he made a statement. Is there a copy of the poem? <laughs> yeah, you want to hear it? Yes, please. Or it's not really a poem. It's, I don't know what, it's it's just a memoriam. Read it softly. <laughs> well, <laughs> Christopher Robin. Oh, yes. Christopher Robin is from Winnie the Pooh. Memories of a very close friend. Wait, let died. me do it. Okay, you read it. It's the quote part. Warl Christopher Robin, memories of a very close friend who died 12 months ago this week. Your friendship and thoughtfulness and kindness, Chris, will always be remembered by me, mate. What comes after death, I can hope as I pray we meet again. That was not a poem. (laughs) The poem was a different one I'd read. Oh. (laughs) And I was thinking this is a poem. But every single one of the murder victims was strangled. Uh, there there was some suspicion that the last victim that Deborah Lamb had actually been alive when buried that maybe they didn't strangle her all the way oh wait so I thought they were just like cruising home and none of them were dead and they had a car crash or tire blew out so there's speculation that he killed her also? Oh, no, not her. The one before her. Oh, okay. Um, and Oh, most, the one he buried in the sand? Yeah. And most people are saying if there hadn't been this accident, uh, even Miller said, like, if there hadn't been an accident, it was getting worse. Or right, this is the quote they put in here. He, he told Worrell's girlfriend before his arrest, it was getting worse lately. It was happening more often. It was perhaps a good thing that Chris died. It was never not happening. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, it was it was speeding up. Like you notice, like it started. It it looked like he was about to go in a whole frenzy. So if the other guy, the the living guy, never killed any of those women, how did he get arrested and convicted? Oh, that's the interesting part. Um, the reason he even got caught because he wouldn't have. Was he made this comment that I just read to Worrell's ex-girlfriend at the funeral graveyard, wherever. And she told the police. I actually got $30,000 for it because there's a reward because they'd found four of the bodies. And we're trying to figure out who was doing it. And it was his Worrell's girlfriend? Yeah. He had a girlfriend this whole time. No, an ex-girlfriend. Oh. She was at the funeral and he made that confession. I mean, like, he, had he, like, abused her or something? Or why was she there? I don't know. Oh. Maybe okay. he was nicer. I don't know. People die, you go to funerals. But Miller was charged. He stood trial for the murders. And he was actually found guilty of six of the seven murders. The only one he wasn't was Veronica Knight, which is that first one. And like you said, I think the, the people actually believed that... He actually probably did go for a walk on that first one. But after that, they're like, there's no way you did not know what was about to happen. Yeah, I think he absolutely knew. But I think that's the reason he would go for a walk is because he just didn't want to see it or something. And the interesting part is he was given six consecutive terms of life imprisonment to which he filed appeals for the sheer fact. He's like, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't murder anyone. I did help bury the bodies. This isn't a fair punishment. Yeah, but he knew about it. He could have stopped it. That that was their thing. He filed appeals, and there was actually... One of his appeals was based on the grounds that the judge directed the jury to find him guilty of these murders, which technically they're not supposed to, but... It wasn't. It was never overturned. Uh, his case was sort of 
it was different and the courts actually recognized it because the way it was handled was different and it wasn't allowed to be used to set future precedents as much as in most cases were. Um, he did actually finally, after all his appeals and everything, get approved to be where he could have been paroled in 2014 after 35 years. But luckily that never happened because he died October 21st, 2008. Of a broken heart. Silence of a broken heart. (laughs) But at age 68, he was racked with hepatitis C, lung cancer, prostate cancer, and one haircut to die for. He passed away. Ultimately, it was the haircut that killed him. One of the longest living prisoners known in Australian history. In the state of Australia. Or wherever it was he was at. Because <laughs> I didn't read enough facts, but it said he was known for being a long liver. Oh. <laughs> With his broken... You you know he was in that jail cell every night. He He's had like, hepatitis C. His liver was not that long. Christopher! That's what he was doing. Every night. Are you like slow dancing on your couch? No, I'm writhing around because I have to pee. All right. We're basically done. That's it for this week. Next week, Zach gets to cover murder. I'll cover <clears throat> something strange and odd. I don't know if I can beat goopy crematoriums. <laughs> I'll have another microphone probably next week or the week after, but it'll be much cozier and better. Your mom will be much cozier and better. Go limp. Wild things.